It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Let's bring in uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Uh, Congresswoman, before we get to uh, the debt bill, too, did you hear this new news that now uh, Christopher Ray is at least going to bring the document over that shows uh, allegations of a Biden money scheme to Capitol Hill to lawmakers to inspect on Monday. Uh, so it looks like for now he may not be held in contempt. Uh, Rudy saying, you know, what a double standard even to get to this point. Great point, Rudy. Your thoughts? Well, look, I think James Comer is doing a fantastic job uh, trying to get transparency and answers for the American people, trying to expose the corruption of the Biden administration and uh, this family that has obviously uh, been influenced peddling. Uh, so I think this is a great step in the right direction to at least be able to get this transparency. I mean, I talk to James Comer regularly. He's a good friend, a great congressman, and he tells me he just cannot believe there's there's absolutely no doubt that there's influence peddling. Okay, uh, there's been too many families that have received too much money from uh, entities associated with the Communist Chinese Party, uh, LLCs that were created that, you know, if you try to Google them, you can't find them. They don't really exist. And so the question truly is, uh, what, where does it lead? And, and that's, that's the difference between what the Democrats have done and what the Republicans are doing is we are doing our due diligence and we are getting facts. Okay, it's not a political witch hunt. This is actually us following the facts to where they lead. And I think that's a really important distinction between what they did to President Trump trying to fabricate stuff and us actually following the facts to where they lead. And then we will decide what the proper course of action will be. Yeah. Uh, and Nicole, I also got to talk with you uh, about, of course, the debt ceiling bill. Uh, the president is going to address the country seven o'clock tonight. Uh, what do you think he's going to say? And, and fill us in that you've now, you're one of the few people who's read it. Uh, kudos to you, uh, as opposed to the Nancy Pelosi school of passing it and then reading it. Um, what's in it and what do you think he's going to say? Well, look, this, this is the biggest savings, biggest cut, uh, in American history. It's the first time that we're actually spending more, spending more the year prior, right? Meaning we're cutting spending next year. So we're actually Spending less next year than we did this past year. We're implementing a 1% cap on spending over the next six years. We're also making sure that if we don't reach a budget agreement, this is the important piece. If we don't reach a budget, which they haven't done, by the way, in a very long time, it's been like 20 years, but they haven't reached an actual budget, that means that there's an automatic 1%. That forces the Democrats and the White House to come to the table to negotiate further where we anticipate we will be pushing for border security measures and other things as we move forward into the appropriations process. Um, But in addition to that, we're clawing back the unspent COVID money. We're making sure that President Biden can't hire any more IRS agents this upcoming year. Uh, So there are significant things in there that were Republican victories. But I think the most important thing to note is that it is this is the first time in the last decade, right, that they're actually reducing spending with a debt ceiling, that they're actually reducing the deficit with a debt ceiling, it has not, it just simply has not been done before. And uh, Ed Cox, you got a question. Ed Cox, yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is it wasn't just taking care of cuts now, it was forward looking with respect to the 1% cap and what happens with the continuing resolution that gives the speaker more bargaining power with the president. Isn't that what you would, is, isn't that what he was smart enough to put in that bill? Exactly. And that's why you hear the speaker saying this is just the first step. 
because it is the first step. And they ha- look, they had to address the debt ceiling issue, right? We were not going to default. That just would have been irresponsible. It would have affected world markets, the stock market here locally in the U.S. And then we would have had uh, people's retirement savings go down. We would have had, uh, you know, the dollar would have been impacted. You would have had seniors who didn't receive their Social Security checks. We had veterans not get their benefit. It would have been very bad. It's never happened, by the way, in the U.S. Uh, history that we've ever defaulted. Uh, and it would have also downgraded our bonds, also problematic. So the, the thing is, we had to do something. So it was either default or it was they were going to pass either a clean Con- debt ceiling Congress- one way or another. Congresswoman, this is uh, Rudy yeah. Washington. How are you doing? Um, Good, Rudy. Great to hear from you. Yeah, look, you know, I stand alone in my position on, on uh, the speaker. I think what the speaker went through to get the gavel to become the leader of the party is going to make him a better speaker. Um, the fact that it wasn't just given to him, that he had to work for it, had to convince other people to uh, vote for him and follow his vision. So I, I think looking back, and I think the deal is the best you were going to do anyway, and and I would have voted for it, but I do think this is going to make a better speaker uh, out of McCarthy than if he had just been given that gavel. Well, uh, and that's, those are great points because it showed that he was a consensus builder. That was number one. He truly did listen to members of the conference from different factions and tried to get us the best deal possible. And it was the best deal considering we were only one third of the federal government. We want a better deal. What we need to do is get out and vote and make sure that we get a Republican Senate or at least a, a Republican White House, if not both. Uh, next year. That that will make sure that we get a better deal. Uh, but I think considering that, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Socialist Squad, mostly all the Democrats from New York City voted against it, it just shows you that it was very reasonable for Republicans. Yeah, well, and it'll be interesting to see what the president uh, says tonight, too. Boy, we will be watching. Uh, Nicole, thank you very much for going into it and explaining it. Everybody's been watching this. It's so important. And uh, and obviously uh, the big cuts are historic. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And that's at least a good sign for America. Thank you very much, Nicole. We love you. We appreciate you. Great to be with all of you. Thanks so much. Thank you.